Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And here are successful entrepreneurs who provide insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. And you can listen to all of my shows on most podcast platforms. If you have Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, please subscribe. If you like what you hear, a kind review really makes my day. Now, before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from Super Chewer, who provides interactive toys, treats, and meaty chews for your best friend, your dog. This is important stuff. Coming up is a significant message from Ancestry DNA, who checked me out, and I'll tell you all about that shortly. Listen for a vital message from Rothy's about women's shoes, which my wife says are the best she ever wore. Lastly, check out this message from Privacy at last. Great protection when you buy your stuff online, and I'm so glad to have them protecting me. More info on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinnie Fisher. Let's see what we can learn today. Here's some info on Pete Canavan, author, former radio show host, and personal safety expert. Pete made it his mission to improve personal safety. His extensive experience as an IT security consultant, self-defense instructor, and public safety professional allows him to provide practical, actionable solutions to threats that exist in both the digital and physical worlds. At the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over, so stay tuned for that. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Pete. It's so great to have you on. I really look forward to talking about personal safety online and offline. But before we do that, I would love to know, let's start from the beginning. How did it all start for you and what's your backstory and what makes you the expert? Well, uh, my backstory is I've been in uh, information technology and uh, running my own IT services firm for quite a while, since 1995. So I've been involved in all aspects of technology and, you know, online security and safety since that time. But as we all know, things have really changed in the last five, six, seven years or so with cyber attacks and cyberbullying and cybersecurity and all of these cyber threats. And so I've had to sort of evolve and grow and learn along with all of those things. But in addition, uh, I've also been training and teaching in the martial arts and self-defense for about the last 20 years. And so I've got a pretty unique blend here because I'm an expert in the online safety and security arena and I'm also an expert in the offline safety and security world. And so I can help teach people how to stay safe in both the online world and the offline world. That's very cool, Pete. I've had many experts in martial arts, in offline safety, in online safety. But I think you're the first that you've got it all like worked out. So this is really interesting. And all of these are topics I love talking about, security, martial arts, and so forth. Let's go into the online security because it's so near and dear to most of us. I think just about everybody has a computer or a mobile phone. In fact, that's the only way you can listen to the show 
So 100% of the audience here has a little bit of a concern or this is a, an important topic, online security. Just to throw it in the hat, I've been hacked several times, including not too long ago, and they're, they can be very catastrophic. Almost put me totally out of business and everything. So let's talk about online security and what would you say, first of all, is the most serious threat out there today in that regard? Well, interestingly enough, and uh, this usually surprises most people, but the biggest threat is your own complacency. And I think that, you know, we've got this interconnected world today and having this interconnected world really opens up an entire new breed of threats to our online security. So, you know, simply having a connection to the Internet doesn't matter what it's, you know, through, whether it's your computer, your tablet, your laptop, your iPhone, your iWatch, whatever, means that you're exposed. And so when you're connected, you have to take precautions to ensure that you can, you know, really be as secure as possible. Now, obviously, that includes keeping all your software up to date, whether it's the operating systems on your, your phone or your computer or your tablet or whatever, uh, as well as making sure all your antivirus and, uh, you know, malware software is up to date and that you run periodic scam. But we have to watch out for the human element, and that is the social engineering aspect of it. The social engineering attacks are things that we are all seeing now. You know, you get these emails in your inbox that say, you know, you need your pack. There's a problem with your package. There's a problem with your order. There's a problem with your taxes. There's a problem with whatever. And there's usually some sort of sense of urgency to it. And these people are getting very, very good at making things sound very valid. They can spoof addresses. They can do some research online about you or, you know, maybe where you work, etc. And so they try to trick you into clicking a link or visiting a website and doing something that you normally wouldn't. And so we have to be aware of the various threats that exist. And believe it or not, about 80% of the problems that occur are driven by a human element that initiated the problem. And I'll give you a great example. Our local county uh, courthouse was hacked last week, took the whole courthouse system down. Luckily, it didn't affect the 911 system. But the whole county courthouse system has been down for like four days while they rebuild all their servers. And guess what? It all happened because one employee clicked the link they shouldn't have. Oh, my goodness. I've heard of a hospital about two years ago. The whole thing was taken over and that hospital didn't let anyone know they couldn't. But their whole system, everything was shut down and they had to pay dearly, huge money to get all their data back. There's like the ransomware attack. Yeah, that yeah. hospital out in California. Yep, it absolutely happened. And ransomware is something now we all are told, and I believe, you know, don't click on something on your computer that you don't know or you don't know who they are and always investigate. And with that said, it, it appears to me, and I could be wrong, that you're the expert. Let us know. It seems that the most attack or more attacks are on businesses, on their websites, on big corporations, like you just said. All you need is one employee to click and you can control, I guess if, if that's possible, they can control all the data in the whole company. Is it more safe from the personal computer point of view of just don't ever click on something that you don't recognize? Is that more safe for us? Or is there other ways that those with personal computers, you know, we have a very large audience, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business. They use one computer for everything or a couple computers, and perhaps they're not necessarily the target of such big attack. 
Is it easier for us to be safe? Let's start there. Actually, probably the opposite is true because, you know, systems are compromised every single day. It doesn't matter if it's the largest corporate network to an individual PC. Uh, The bottom line is it's that company or that individual's responsibility or that of your employer to, you know, to block as many threats as possible. And the only way to do that is through due diligence, maintaining good habits about how to respond to various communications that you may receive, as well as, you know, some common sense. So, you know, hackers target everybody just because you're not a Fortune 500 company or a bank or a hospital or an insurance company, whatever. Don't think that hackers aren't going to target you. They absolutely will. And it isn't a matter of if they're going to target you or if you're going to be attacked. It's a matter of when. Something like 80% of all businesses were at least attempted to be hacked in the last year. Most people don't know it because some of the, you know, most of those attacks were not successful for one reason or another. So if you think about it, it's going to be much easier for a hacker to compromise an individual's PC, you know, an individual user's PC or a small company network than it is a huge company's network because smaller companies, you know, they don't have the latest security software. They don't have these huge budgets or a separate IT and security staff that a larger corporation would. You know, 60%, 60%, six out of 10 cyber attacks target small to medium businesses. So it's not necessarily that you're big. You, you, you have to be very, very diligent if you're a small business. And so the way you do that is by doing things like creating a plan of recovery, okay, a cybersecurity plan. I've created one online for businesses. It's a simple little course. If they want additional help, they can get it. But essentially, you know, you need to learn, hey, what are the threats that I have to worry about in my business? What are the business processes that I have? And what would occur in my business if one or multiple processes that I need to run my business were to be affected by an attack? right? Your inventory control, your order placement, your fulfillment, your payments, you know, to your vendors or your employees, all of these different systems inside of a company need to run smoothly. And if any one of them is disrupted, there are going to be problems. So you have to do some analysis. And if you're not, you know, sure how to do that, uh, you need to talk to somebody, you know, like myself that is aware of what the questions are that you need to be asking. Very astounding there, Pete. And again, I've had multiple attacks on my website, which has, I guess, it's easier. I don't know if the website is easier to hack or it depends where you're with or what security you have, but I've had some serious hacking on my website and I've learned quite a bit to prevent that. And it just seems so prevalent out there. Okay, so we we upload the latest antivirus software for our computers. What are some things that we can do to minimize that threat and, and risk, please? Well, interestingly enough, and you probably have received these calls, and I know I have, and many other people listening have, you will get a phone call and it'll say, hey, this is Microsoft calling and we've detected that your computer has been compromised and is sending out bogus uh, phishing emails. And, you know, we need to be able to access your computer remotely so we can clean it up. Baloney. (laughs) That is another example of a social engineering attack. But instead of them sending you an email, they're actually picking up the phone and calling you and saying, hey, you know, you've got a a problem and we need you to pay us to fix it. Unbelievable. With all that genius that they have, with all that innovation, why can't they do something more honest, more proper and and make money that way? Uh, I mean, it's what does it all come back to money, right? 
people want to make money as quickly and easily as possible. So for example, that, that hospital we were just talking about a few minutes ago in California, it cost them $17,000, the equivalent of about 40 Bitcoins. And I, I read about this in my book, my college safety book I, is an example that this is why they do it. If they can encrypt somebody's data to the point where you're either going to go out of business if you don't pay them or you pay them, what are you going to do? Because the encryption is so strong, it can't be fixed. Essentially, it would take years and years and years of computing power to crack the encryption that's got your data held for ransom. And who's got two or three years to sit and wait while you get your data back? Nobody, right? So you have, so what do you do? You're going to pay it. So, I mean, the FBI says, you know, you really shouldn't pay it because you're kind of validating what they're doing. But at the same time, what's your, what's the other choice? You go out of business. Your employees have to be educated and I know training is of paramount importance because you can really thwart a lot of attacks simply by bringing people, bringing their awareness level up and saying, look, these are the things to look for. If you see something that you're not sure of, just ask, you know, say, hey, did you really send this email to me? Or, you know, I got something that doesn't seem right or seems too good to be true or et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, we all have to, unfortunately, look at things with suspicion anymore because these things are all designed to trick us. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinnie Fisher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Dear dog lovers, my long-term hardcore fans know I have a pure white Akita, Japanese hunting dog, named Ronin. I talk about him a lot in earlier shows. Ronin is nearly 11 and highly active when he has something to do or when any animal is anywhere in the vicinity. I've been in the mountains for a while, and you would think he's five years old. And now we just got back home. The mountains are gone, and the city life has begun once again. So when the folks at Super Chewer asked about sponsoring the Tony D'Urso show, I jumped on it, much like my Akita would. What perfect timing, Super Chewer. They provide interactive toys for active dogs that play harder or need or want more exercise. Check this out. Every month you get a delivery of two tough toys, two full-size bag of treats, and two meaty chews. I can't get over how ideal this is. I'm waiting for my shipment now. Take a look at what they have to offer at superchewer.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's S-U-P-E-R-C-H-E-W-E-R.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Superchewer.com slash so. Their in-house toy designers create all-natural rubber and nylon toys that are interactive adventures for your dog. Puzzles, treat lock systems, pool toys, fetch-flinging toys, and more. And each month celebrates a different surprise theme and play style, with tips and tricks to make playtime together even better. And allergy-friendly options are available for pups with any dietary restrictions. This is better than going to the store 
because it just comes to you every month. And even you get surprised at what's new and cool this month. Play harder together. Come on, guys. Get 50% off your first Super Chewer box when you visit superchewer.com slash D-U-R-S-O and subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan. Plus, get free shipping for life in the contiguous 48 states. I love it. And the two tough toys that you get each month are always fluff-free. I like that. Also, the treats are always made in the USA or Canada, and they are always all-natural. They never contain corn, wheat, or soy. Check it out and you'll see that Super Chewer dogs come in all sizes and breeds. When you go to superchewer.com slash D-U-R-S-O, first thing you do is you choose a plan. And guess what? And the next thing they want to know is your dog's name. Not yours, but your dog's name. How cool is that? Then you pick his or her size, the breed, and get this. Are you ready? They want to know your dog's birthday. Wow. The guys at Super Chewer are super dog lovers. That's my kind of people. Then just pick your plan, get 50% off, and start. Hurry, because your dog is waiting. Go to superchewer.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Sign up, check it out, and tell me how you like it. Tweet me at Tony D-U-R-S-O. Hey guys, remember how much I talked about Ancestry DNA in my past shows? Well, the results are in. Hey, I'm Italian. Okay, just kidding. Well, kinda. I came out 83% Italian and 17% from Greece and the Balkans. How cool is that? And more precisely, my lineage came from central Italy. That fits perfectly in line with the stories I've heard of the Diurso name emigrating to southern Italy. And are you ready for this? There's a whole message system in place and someone with similar DNA reached out to me and she's my fifth to eighth cousin. I can't get over how cool this is. You just got to check this out. Ancestry DNA has exceeded my expectations. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. Ancestry connects you to the places in the world where your story started using precise geographic detail and clear-cut historical insights. You can even trace your ancestors' journeys over time following how and why your family moved from place to place. And to amplify your results, you can start a free trial on Ancestry and build a tree so your ancestors become more than just a name. Did you get that? Become more than just a name. I like that. It's so easy to get started. Go to Ancestry.com slash Tony today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com slash Tony for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. So let's spell that out. A-N-C-E-S-T-R-Y dot C-O-M slash T-O-N-Y. Ancestry dot com slash Tony. Join up and let's see if we're related. Go to Ancestry dot com slash Tony today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry dot com slash Tony for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com slash Tony. All right, sign up, check it out, and tell me how you like it. Tweet me at Tony D-U-R-S-O. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinnie Fisher. Pete has been helping clients and students learn how to protect themselves for over 20 years from all types of online and offline threats to their personal safety and security. He is an ACT-235 Lethal Weapons Certified Agent in Pennsylvania and is also certified in first aid, CPR, AED, and Naxalene use. All right, and now back to the chat with Pete. And so they can install malware or even malvertising, which is something really interesting, where a company will actually, uh, you know, a criminal will put up a, a, an ad on a reputable website, and that website will run the ad. It might be Yahoo or Google or whoever. And then when you click on that ad, it actually goes to a compromised website that compromises your system. <laughs> so, you know, the ad appears on a well-known site. It appears legitimate. People click on it. Next thing you know, uh-oh, you got a problem. This is okay. Pete Canavan, personal safety expert. You can find him at PeteCanavan.com. That's P-E-T-E. Canavan is C-A-N-A-V-A-N.com. PeteCanavan.com. Amazing stuff, Pete. Now let's go talk about offline security. What would be the most serious kind of threats out there? I think the biggest threat is the lack of willingness to acknowledge that a problem can happen to somebody, right? I mean, complacency and our routines and our comfort zones are all things that make us feel comfortable. And so when we feel comfortable, we are not thinking about a problem. And so we need to make sure that we don't allow our routines and our comfort zones prevent us from continually being aware of a potential problem around us, right? We go shopping in the same stores. We walk our dog down the same street. We go to the same gym or coffee shop, et cetera. We get into a routine, right? And so you expect things to be the same day after day after day. You know, tomorrow's probably going to be the same as today because it was the same as yesterday. But that may not necessarily be the case. And so we have to make sure that we're not being distracted by, of course, the number one distraction today is our technology and our smartphones, right? We have see everybody with their faces buried in the phone or they're, now you've got you know, your earbuds, iBuds, where you're listening to music, maybe too loud. You can't hear things that are happening around you, whether it's screams or gunshots or sirens or whatever. And so different things can take our attention away from what we should be paying attention to. And that is a big problem because we all think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Well, I'm sorry, but every single person that ever was the victim all say after the fact, huh, I never thought it would happen to me. Well, but it did. And so I think if we look at things through sort of uh, a different set of eyes and think, okay, well, you know, I'm going here. This is what I'm going to do. What would, you know, what is the best way for me to maintain the best possible safety? And of course, it starts with being aware of what's going, you know, what's around you, right? The people, the places, the objects, where you're at, the exits when you're entering uh, a store, a restaurant, a building, a school, whatever, and just being aware of the things around you so that if God forbid something does happen, at least you've thought about a situation and how to potentially deal with that situation. Keep yourself aware of 
the potential for a problem. And then if something were to occur and somebody comes in your home, what would you do? Where would you retreat to? Where would you barricade yourself in? You should have those answers before you need the answer, right? You should have strong locks on, on a solid core door. Hopefully it's, you know, a bedroom door. You should have a cell phone with you because what happens if they cut the landline? Not that everybody, you know, most people don't even have landlines today, right? Uh, and then, you know, some sort of weapon with you, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a gun, but it could be a defensive flashlight that can blind your attacker, could be pepper spray, could be a taser, you know, could be other things that are non-lethal because some people aren't going to be comfortable with that. They're not trained in that, et cetera. But there are definitely things that you should have readily available on your person, not just in your home, but when you're out and about, they can protect your person, you know, personally, personal safety alarm. I mean, the list goes on and on. Pete, that's a little disconcerting that most burglaries happen during the day because for the stay-at-home parent that takes care of children, they're home during the day. The, the child will go in and out through the doors, play on the balcony, backyard, front yard, whatever. The doors can't be locked. You, you can't always have your doors locked all the time. And if that's the most common time for burglaries, that's a little bit scary. It is scary. There really is, you know, the only thing we can do is be paying attention to the children when they're outside. You know, mom's got to go in the house, but, you know, dad's got to go in the house, maybe, but keep your eye on the kids, you know, let them know they're staying close to the house. Don't go away. If something happens, make sure they're, you know, they're screaming, let them know what to do. If there's, you know, kind of that whole stranger danger thing, right? If somebody it does enter the yard immediately, they are, they should be taught to hightail it right into the house, right? Somebody comes in the yard you don't recognize, boom, you get up, you get off the screen, you know, the swing, the sandbox, whatever you're doing, get and hightail it into the house and start yelling for your parent. So you have to teach children from a very young age. And I have people ask me, well, you know, how, how young should I teach my kids? You know, three, four, five, six. My answer is from the age they understand what you're trying to teach them. So that could be three years old. It can be, and it's a little tough. I recall a story from a close family member that was taking care of the two young girls, probably five, six, seven, something in those ages, and and she asked them, they were at McDonald's of all places, she said, would you like any ice cream? They said, no. And so she went to the bathroom. She said, okay, you stay right here. She went to the bathroom. When she came out, some man had approached the two girls and said, come with me. I'm going to take you to, you know, give you some ice cream. And they just got up and started walking out the door with this person. Of course, that was all blocked and stopped, but it could just happen that fast. And, it, and that, I, I fault the parent for not teaching the children that because, you know, kids don't know any better unless you teach them. And our number one job as parents is to keep our kids safe. I don't care if they're one year old. I don't care if they're 20 years old, right? Our job is to keep our kids safe from the time they're born to the time really we leave this world and they're on their own, really 100% on their own, right? So I'm always looking out for my kids and telling them different things that they need to be aware of. And, you know, sometimes they roll their eyes and be like, dad, I know, but you have to communicate to your kids. And if you teach them good safety habits from the time they're very young, it'll become second nature to them. And, you know, the world we live in today isn't the world that we grew up in, right? It's a lot different. There are a lot of different threats. There are a whole new breed of online threats that now can turn into offline safety concerns, you know, whether it's cyberbullying or cyber stalking, these things can now move offline to offline bullying and offline stalking or worse. 
Absolutely, Pete. And one last thing here before we go, let's talk about self-defense. And at what age should we start teaching our children self-defense? At my school, we take children five years of age uh, and up. I say from five to 75 and anywhere in between, you can, you can take classes. Uh, the reason why I say five is because really five years of age is when they are starting to go to school, right? Kindergarten age, first grade, they're getting used to following directions, sitting still, listening, et cetera. So really any younger than that, you're just a daycare, okay? But you can teach some very basic things like if somebody is approaching you or trying to tell you to come with them or whatever, you need to yell, you need to scream, you need to kick, flail, spit, whatever to make them not want to be, you know, not to deal with you, right? Because they're always looking for an easy victim. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinny Fisher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, have you heard about Rothy's who makes amazingly stylish shoes for women and girls? They are crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. How do I know? I got some for my wife, and as you know from my talking about Rothy's in my past shows, my wife is quite blown away by them. Every so often when we go out, or even around the house, I take a look at what she is wearing. Yep, you guessed it. She's wearing Rothy's almost exclusively, all the time. And they always look just as good as when I first got them for her. I really am impressed. And I'm serious about this. Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable. And they go with everything from pants to dresses and skirts. Rothy's comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. Get this. Rothy's are seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. There's zero break-in period in these shoes. You have to try them on to really experience it, or for you men out there, you have to get some for your female companion and watch how much she flips out once she starts wearing them. It still blows my mind that they're made from repurposed plastic water bottles, and they have diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. Now here's a company doing something smart and intelligent with plastic. Bravo! And as said before, they're fully machine washable. Just toss them in the washing machine whenever, and it's like getting a fresh pair. So yeah, I agree with the buzz calling them forever shoes. So hurry and treat yourself, or make the ladies in your life super happy. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash Tony. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Rothys.com slash Tony to get your new favorite flats, comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to Rothys.com slash Tony today. Now, I really want to know your story once you get your Rothys. Please tweet me at Tony D-U-R-S-O. So sign up, check it out, and tell me what you like about it. Rothys.com slash Tony. 
Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with Key Influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinny Fisher. And now back to the chat with our guests. Tell us about your book and how to get it. Uh, my latest book uh, is geared towards the college audience, but it can actually be used by anybody. Uh, the title of the book is The Ultimate Guide to College Safety, How to Protect Your Child from Online and Offline Threats to Their Personal Safety at College and Around Campus. And it covers pretty much everything. Uh, I worked as a university public safety officer for a few years, so I could get some insight into the actual inner workings of a college and some of the the threats that, you know, maybe parents aren't aware of. Uh, but it covers everything from the concerns that a parent and a student are going to have through some of the things we talked about, like the guidelines. Uh, and then, you know, the specific things that you're going to deal with online, uh, as well as the college specific things like, you know, alcohol responsibility and partying and drugs and uh, and then travel, even semesters abroad and financial and dorm room safety. So I cover everything, including physical self-defense techniques, active shooter preparedness. It's an extremely comprehensive book. There's nothing else like it on the market. And um, it's a it's a must read for any any college student or parent of a college student to protect their children as best they can. Fabulous. Thank you. This is Pete Canavan, personal safety expert. You can find him at PeteCanavan.com. Again, Canavan is C-A-N-A-V-A-N. And now we have Vinny Fisher join us. Vinny left a successful law practice in 2007 to pursue a career as an entrepreneur. After a few successful businesses in the digital space, he discovered a much-needed service for business owners. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Vinny. So great to have you on with us today. Tony, thanks for having me. Pleasure is all ours. I am excited to speak to someone of such a stature as yours, and our audience is going to find out in just a moment about that. But before I go into some of that, I'd like to know, let's kind of go back to the beginning, Vinny. How did it all start for you? Wow, we can go back far on that. So, you know, I I think I've always had uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm trained in education and through practice as a, a corporate and M&A attorney with a tax specialty. But I just always had a propensity to take some risk and be in business. And so... Uh, even quickly out of law school, I aspired to be professionally trained in a big fancy firm, but quickly realized that my path to uh, acceleration required me to leave the big place and go and join up with some uh, other people and uh, go in a smaller environment. And then before long, I owned that law firm and uh, grew that up and left the practice of law to start my expanded journey of being an entrepreneur. Phenomenal. And you know, my attention continues to go to the success that you've had in the corporate world and in, in the entrepreneur world. And yeah. for our audience, I'm going to release it a little bit. You grew three eight-figure businesses. That's like $300 million 
and you've done that in the past eight years. This is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, we had a good run, Tony. You know, we, we, you know, my first foray at that, and you know, two of those, sadly, the, the inverse of that is one of those we broke, right? So we, we in my arrogance, uh, I thought that it was bigger than me lever pulling. And when I pulled away from it, and we realized that my lever pulling was important, knew how to deal with those issues. You know, just to my add, you know, when, when I exited my law firm, and there was a series of events as to my M&A firm and what happened, some tragic partnership stuff. But that practice was well on its way to being an eight-figure practice as well. And so we were having a good run there. I didn't leave my law practice because we were, we didn't know how to make it work. We had some tragic partnership stuff. But in the process, I, I had met, you know, a, a, a client who was an internet guy. And I knew nothing about the internet. Sadly, so much so that I didn't even know at the time what uh, a domain name or a URL, which happens to be the same thing, were uh, that I quickly had an education uh, from what became a client to a business partner. And we opened a digital publishing company in 2007 and quickly, and I mean quickly, had a few really good offers that just took off. And we were the darlings of the digital product space, even before some fancy terms and some automatic downloads. The tech didn't exist. We're way ahead of the curve. So we exited that business. It was actually a decent exit. Uh, And then we opened a web hosting company. And in my web hosting company, I was competing for shared hosting at the time with the likes of GoDaddy. And we just had a magnificent run. We, you know, we were at one point getting more signups uh, than even our friends at GoDaddy were. So much so, we were bragging about it. And legal counsel didn't even love the fact that we were bragging about the truth, but it just was true. And um, that's the business we broke. Uh, that was really on my back. I handed the reins off to a professional CEO. Unfortunately, he wasn't one. And by the time I got it back, we ended up scrapping it and selling it for parts. And it was in that journey and in my arrogance, I realized some massive holes I was making in how to build and develop the next layer of leadership. So then we opened up a health supplement company that sold what I consider mass market brands to consumers. Uh, and probably our biggest hit was Purabella, a face cream for women. And that had a really great run. We sold it. And it was after, or excuse me, in the middle of that business when we realized the need for what we're doing now at Fully Accountable and where there was a big hole and I'm a growth guy, right? I, and I couldn't even have my large accounting department tell me what it really costs to acquire a customer. And I'd had enough and I'm not an accounting guy. I don't have any of that in my discipline. And I had to come in and solve a problem of bringing an old methodology into the digital space and and thankfully we did because we were able to really increase our profit margin and present a company for sale that was much healthier than it would have been had we not fixed those problems. Vinny, the last company that you have is now the company called Fully Accountable? Correct. And it seems that this company does almost everything for a business. It does digital, it does controller, it does bookkeeping, it does e-commerce, Can you tell us a little bit of all of like this umbrella and everything that you do at the company? Yeah, so it's clear, right, what it does. It's an outsourced 
fractional accounting and finance firm for e-commerce and digital companies, right? So what happens is a lot of these e-commerce and digital businesses that are already north of seven figures are when the real problems start. They, they don't have any infrastructure. They don't have any structure and process and, and the things that are necessary to really go from seven to eight figures. And we fill in with that problem. We are able to uh, solve for the company being their entire back office for a fraction of the cost. As a matter of fact, the hole we were filling is that in today's digital and commerce world, the actual indicators and metrics that are needing to be measured and the necessity for a data analyst and having not waiting for old historical information, it becomes a very proactive process of us doing the work with high transaction businesses so we can make better decisions. Quite simply, that is our secret sauce. There's no informational trade secret. It's doing the work is the trade secret. I get you. This is Vinny Fisher, fully accountable, and you can find him at vinnyfisher.com. I'm going to spell that. Vinny, hey, we all know that one. V-I-N-N-I-E. Fisher is F-I-S-H-E-R.com. Vinnyfisher.com. Vinny, I've seen some of the some of your clips being on stage, talking to a very sizable audiences, and I understand that you're often sought after and also you're very passionate at giving advice on running small to medium-sized businesses. As you know, we have a good size audience here, entrepreneur and medium business. We do have some corporate level executives as well. I'm going to ask you more about this in just a moment, but we would just love to know anything that you can tell us about running businesses. Perhaps let's generalize it a little bit because we have a wide range of people in the audience and then later we'll kind of Narrow it down a little bit, perhaps. Do you need a large business to take, let's say, from seven figures to eight? Or are you good at taking solopreneurs? Let's just say they're doing five digits and they want to get to six digits, or they're doing six digits and they want to get to seven. Is there any area that you're more or less a specialty? Uh, yeah, specializing? So, you know, Go ahead. I would say this. This is true of most experts in what they do. You can always help someone who is pre-revenue or early revenue. The issue there is that that company has a lot other issues going on. And so uh, the best place where we exist is with seven-figure companies who are needing to grow and need our help in all of the problems that arise. You know, my, my belief is that getting from zero to seven figures has its own host of issues. And in that subset, most companies that are growing there really actually need their offer to work and they'll compromise margin to get to that point. Sadly, only 6% of all companies sit at seven figures and above. You know, we act like this is like this, like walking around thing that everybody should have. It's a very small place that gets there. And it's in there where we, we live for what we do and we add the most value to those level of businesses. Of course, our advice rings true as you continue towards uh, no or pre-revenue, uh, but we don't really work in the startup or early stage category. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinny Fisher. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This podcast is brought to you by privacy.com slash Tony. Privacy.com slash Tony lets you buy things online using virtual cards instead of real ones, protecting your identity and bank information on the internet. If you've listened to my last few shows, you've heard me say this. It just happened a couple months ago. 100 million people had their personal information hacked through a major credit card. You can search that easily and read all about it. Yeah, 100 million people. Probably your information is in there too, along with mine. And a few months ago, I found someone who was charging small monthly amounts on my card and then after a while, increased the monthly charges. Yeah, I got my money back, but it's not always easy to find a suspicious charge among household spending, is it? Good thing I did find it, but you know, it can happen again. And guess what? It just happened again a few weeks ago. My neighbor's card got hacked for $1,500. Man, this is rampant. Anytime we buy anything online, we give access to our personal information to merchants and their data partners and their data partners and their data partners, dot, 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 and their data partners. This happens without your clear consent. Security protection isn't always the most fun topic, but it's important to ensure that your online presence is safe and secure. Privacy.com slash Tony is a free tool. Really, it's a free tool that makes it super easy to manage your financial lives online without sharing your real banking information. That's why I recommend privacy.com slash Tony to all my followers. You can feel safe about making purchases anywhere online, especially on websites you're unfamiliar with or you've never used before. Sensitive information is secured using military-grade encryption. That means your information is encrypted using split-key encryption with partial keys held by separate employees. No single person can access the sensitive info on the server because it requires multiple keys to decrypt. And you control your finances by setting a spend limit. And you control your subscriptions and recurring payments. There's no interest or annual fees. I signed up with privacy.com slash Tony and it's completely free. It's such a good feeling that you really have to try it to experience it. My card is now safe with those establishments. They'll get hacked someday, sooner or later, And no one will be able to purchase stuff on my behalf. I love it. Head to privacy.com slash Tony to sign up and start shopping. As a special treat for my listeners, new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that's free money to use on any online purchase. Go to privacy.com slash Tony and sign up now. That's P-R-I-V-A-C-Y dot C-O-M slash Tony. T-O-N-Y. Sign up, check it out, and tell me what you like about it. Tweet me at Tony D-U-R-S-O. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with Key Influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about personal safety and fully accountable with Pete Canavan and Vinnie Fisher. 
In 2014, Vinny opened Fully Accountable, an outsourced accounting firm for e-commerce and digital businesses, offering advanced bookkeeping, controller services, and fractional CFO services in the digital community. And now back to the chat with Vinny. Vinny, I know I can Google this, but that figure is astounding and startling. It's both 7% of all businesses in the world, only 7% are in the seven digit and above bracket. Yeah, you know that 28 million small businesses, almost 22 million of them are solopreneurs. And a solopreneur is someone who's making somewhere between zero and probably on the upward side of like three to $400,000. And, and, and matter of fact, it's so tipped, you know, towards pre $100,000 that that's the vast majority. Like you see these things out there. I'm, I, I love statistical stuff. I'm always talking about it. I'm trying to help people measure and understand what they have and are you really taking risk as an entrepreneur? Because the words like scale and growth for someone who's doing a hundred thousand revenue is far different for someone who's doing a million five in revenue. They're far different issues. And so most people talk about that everyone's running around in seven figures and it's just not the reality of most of the people listening. One of your specialties is knowing the real numbers in your company. And I may not have worded things right. You know, it, it kind of almost seems like, you know, devil may care here for me and, and what my numbers are, but I do pay attention, but I don't focus on them. I focus on, I got to get my show out. I got to get, please my sponsors. I got to do this. And by doing that, my numbers grow and grow. But perhaps I know you're going to have another take on this. So I'd love to hear your point on this. Yeah. So Tony, here, here's my, I have a couple of comments. One, I, you know, you and I are the growth and providers of quality and consistency for our companies. Totally agree with that. As a matter of fact, I opened this company because of my blind spot, not because of an expertise. I literally broke a company that I could have sold. I've pulled, I wrote about it in a book, so I, it's not bragging, it's the reality. I turned a letter of intent down to sell my hosting company for a lot of money, specifically a $28 million letter of intent because I thought it was going to grow it massively bigger. I didn't realize that my assumptions of running at a 5% margin, which would have been acceptable considering the type of uh, customer we were bringing on with its lifetime value, was running at a 5% negative, not a 5% positive. Here's the issue. Bright, growth-minded entrepreneurs like you and I, what happens with some of the comments you made when we say we don't focus on our numbers? Because we have a diminished capacity to really dig in and look for things because we don't, that's not our thing. What happens to the vast majority of the people listening? It happened to me, which is why I know. And if anyone's anyone like me, what I did is I served gross revenue as my God. And I would say more sales would solve all my problems. Well, the classic blunders, including a couple of my own, was because the leader of the business avoided the numbers. There are some walking around information that if the CEO of the business doesn't know, then there's a reality that there's probably a massive leaky bucket in the company because no one else is really paying attention. And so we're so busy growing our top line that we're not effectively focused on the margin that our business should be producing. 
We don't even know what possibly exists within our industry, let alone our competitors. We don't even generally understand our adjusted gross profit. Some basic walking around things that you don't need to be an accountant, especially the guy talking who isn't, should know about the value of a consumer, what it really costs for me to spend money in traffic. If I'm a marketing expert and I like to do those things, well, then, you know, I end up writing a book about this idea of solving for X. How much money can I pay an affiliate, direct spend to acquire a customer? Well, if I don't know those things, how can I expect someone else to know that? It's not even possible or fair for me to ever say to somebody else, you should know that information because I don't know it. And I, sadly, I did that. I was that guy in my company. I would abdicate and have everyone else believe that, that that was their thing to, to be aware of and to be in charge of. And that led me to actually breaking some companies. And it actually, even if you don't break your company, Tony, what happens is because we want to avoid those numbers and because we do not want to actually have any intimacy with anything below gross revenue, we start making excuses and we avoid them. And that, sadly, is what leads to one of the most tragic statistics that I'm aware of. Most people pass around the life cycle of a business. How long does it last? You know, 94% of companies will never see their 10th anniversary. And that's actually not even the most staggering stat. 82% of companies will never, first off, see their fifth anniversary. Here's what's exciting. If you've made it to your fifth anniversary, then you have about a 12 to 15% chance, or said in the art inverse, you have an 85% chance of making it to your 10th anniversary. But from zero to five years, I would put up a premise after watching a lot of companies, including my own, that the unintentional self-sabotage of the leader avoiding the leaky bucket in their company is causing cash flow management disasters that are good companies that shouldn't have closed otherwise for closing. That's quite astounding that a leader of a company would just kind of let it go or not be so worried about it or not be into dealing with it after a few years. Is that because it's like easy street, they're making millions of dollars or huge pay and they can just spend more time in the golf course and just feel that the company's just going to coast? What is this mindset that causes? Yeah, I listened to a great training uh, where Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins back in the day did his back and forth spitball over this subject. And they laid out this visual. That I think it was a really, it just hit home for me. It's like a child growing up. Think of your business through these stages of children. You have a newborn and it needs certain attention. And then as an infant, it needs other attention. And as an adolescent, it needs other attention. And then preteen and teen. And what Chet presented as an argument, which I thought was an excellent argument, and I'd be happy to find that link and share it with our audience. But what he, what he said was that usually those early stages, there's things you need to do. But what happens when a business gets to a preteen and teen stage, it starts actually to have one of two things. It either experiences boredom and it doesn't stay focused and it starts chasing too many other things. Or it, ex- it starts experiencing lack of investment in fixing the parts of the business that were broken even while it was getting there. 
And one of those two scenarios in a preteen and teen stage is when a business breaks. So that comment you made about what happens to the owner, well, it's exactly that. Either there's so many opportunities around them that they chase a bunch of them, and all of a sudden they've lost any strategy or direction, and you serve more than one master, and that boredom is a very dangerous, dangerous aphrodisiac. Or the things that weren't as important during your growth phase are killing you in scale because you never invested in the infrastructure. And those are the two things that landmine most businesses who get out of the adolescent stage and are in that kind of pre and teen stage. And you feel that the five-year mark is the make break point in actually having a, a sound model that can continue making good income and grow and, and move into the, perhaps the next level. I think, you know, you look at, you know, getting to that first mark of a year, big deal. The next one's getting that third year, right? Big deal. That fifth year is, I, I say to a lot of people who are seven-figure business owners, this is when you actually start. You got to work on process, business automation. You know, I believe in two things, marketing and team. And if your team is not top grading or solid and you're starting your fifth anniversary, that's when your real growth is going to start because you dialed in your marketplace you understand some of the landmines you caused yourself in education and growth. I think a real business at the three to five year anniversary is really starting its growth cycle. Everything before that was kind of infant baby stage stuff where you were trying to guess and invent what you actually are. This is Vinny Fisher, fully accountable. You can find him at vinnyfisher.com. Vinny, you've given us a lot of information. There's so much more to talk about, about growing our business and all of the services. I'd love to have you back when there's a good update. Ah, oh, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing too, man. I always want to do a shout out to your audience. And, you know, I, I've listened to your shows and I think the amount of value and the people you have on here is just amazing. I'm looking forward to sharing it with our audience too. So thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. You humble me. Thank you very much. Vinny, we'll talk again. To my visionary audience, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured elite entrepreneurs who took their vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do these interviews. How did you like these interviews? I really enjoyed the personal safety with Pete Canavan. How about that? The biggest threat is your own complacency. That's a shocker. All right, business guys, are you up to date with your malware and antivirus software? Do you do periodic scans? Are you backed up? How many backups do you have? Those social engineering attacks, we're seeing these now. I'm getting them constantly. Some of them are so convincing that you have to think twice. And instead of clicking on them, if it convinces me enough, I will go the regular route to access my account to make sure it's all good. Now, you know not to click on the link in any email unless you're positive that it's something you're expecting, right? Hey, systems are compromised every single day. Did you get that? As you probably know, I've been hacked multiple times and it's work to rebuild. Are you prepared in this inevitability because it's bound to happen? I'm sorry to say I'm not trying to be the naysayer of evil tidings, but it's bound to happen. Get prepared. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Six out of ten cyber attacks target small to medium-sized businesses. Who knows why we're so popular, but that's just the way it is. Fully accountable with Vinny Fisher. Very insightful. Vinny's company seems to be a goldmine for any entrepreneur and small business owner. Impressive. Do you know what problem you need to solve to take your company 
from seven digits to eight? And while we're at it, if you're not at seven digits, do you know what it takes to get there? Vinny says only 6% of companies sit at seven figures or above. OMG, did you know the percent was that low? 94% of companies don't see their 10th anniversary. 82% of companies don't see their fifth. Now, if you made it to your fifth, the odds are that you're going to make it to your 10th. The fifth is when your real growth is going to start. I'm finding that true for me too. What year are you in for your business? There's so much more I got out of these interviews. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Tell us, tell the world. Tweet me at Tony, D-U-R-S-O. Now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. You know, it always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process at TonyDURSO.com. Use that to stimulate your success. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. I created that for you. You can use it and excel yourself. Please follow me on social media. You'll find those links on my homepage at TonyDURSO.com. And the vision map is there. And also, hey guys, if you have iTunes or access to any Apple device, look up my name, Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and subscribe to my show. A kind review there will get you tremendous appreciation back in return. Thanks, and remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 